Hey everybody, welcome back. This is our event, Shushan, for the Two Cents Podcast. In this podcast today, we are so excited to talk about our dream school. Yes, you know, I'm going to get into the whole concept of Chinuch. The idea of what should an elementary school be giving over to our kids? What is the job of a high school and sometimes more importantly, what isn't? We're going to talk about from our travels of different places, of different schools, and hope to give ideas that will last so much more beyond our parental, beyond our children, and to give some kind of a clarity. Bezat Hashem, we're looking forward to having an awesome show. And we want to thank our wonderful sponsors, ZCK Foundation, who have done such a wonderful job in giving us the ability to spread our Torah through Klai and of course, to our wonderful brothers at Yad La'achem. They really are saving so many Nishamot in Klai um, an aspect of what they do is that they actually take kids from our villages and they bring them over to Yeshivot. You know, this is the one talking about our dream school, our dream Yeshivot, and the concept that we fulfill the dream for all kids to be able to go to Yeshivot that they never even knew one existed, and that is fueled by the power that is Yad L'Achem. We'll hear a little bit more from them later on in the episode. Until then, enjoy. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Two Welcome Cents back. Podcast. Two Cents Podcast. So that's, that's uh, no, we're already Ari. We're already out of sync. Oh, really? We haven't even. This is going to be. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. I don't know. This is not working out well for us, yes. I'm mean, even we the beginning not do it? of this. One. Should we just Should we just stop? That's Let's it? hear from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we talk so much. We talk so much. Which actually I guess leads us in. Okay, that's not a bad uh uh lead in uh to uh to our episode for today. But sometimes um, in life, Yossi, I find that you start out not in sync and that things don't get better. <laughs> right. You know, like... Right. Um, this isn't the Shalom Bias episode. Yeah. Ah, oh, very yeah. good. No, but what I, I mean this is, is that, you see, uh, we'll just say it. Let's put the cat out of the bag. I'm sitting in Los Angeles. Yossi's sitting in Cleveland. Um, so in glass. If, if, if you're watching this um, on the video side of it, so you would see how the backgrounds obviously jump to each other. If you're listening to this on the audio side, which I think most people are, so um, the incredible, almost liquid editing from one into the next, the flow, which is so perfect, which by the way, we should think, Yassi, can you believe that there's some poor editor out there for Meaningful Minute who right. has to sit yeah. with hours and hours of our yeah. talking and they have to, so, uh, you know, a shout out to the wonderful editors over here at Meaningful Minute who have to make these conversations yeah. sound so fluid and they literally make yeah. us sound so good. Ashrechem, thank you so, so much. Yeah, Ashrechem. I, 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 I think we mentioned it once already, but there's also someone who sits there like, their job is the Ben Shushans, and they have to comb through all of our speeches in order to find like minutes from them. And like I was saying, I was like, Nachi, please tell whoever that is to make sure that they listen to some, I don't know, Ramayel Bitterman, some Relazer Ginsburg, some like just to get some tire in there. Like, let them have some Kedusha, you know? Right. Like, yes, you remember that? Like, the poor guy who has to edit the fishing show, where he's just like, yeah. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> and he would, uh, 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 no, he got nothing. No, you know, no. it's just they're right. they're sitting there trying to edit Hashem Atzel. But um, right. look, Baruch Hashem, I guess, look, we have all the equipment around. We might as well talk to each other once we're 
Right. Let's do it. Like, like once we have I think stuff- no, I think it is. I um the title of this uh of this episode, I personally I'm not that, you know, I it it sounds a little uh I don't know. It's the title I have and we have here is our dream school. But you know, um I don't want to make it sound like we have this figured out. I think education and schools in particular are an ever evolving thing. Um and that evolution that keeps on happening and that growth that keeps on happening um requires things to change. Uh I think that's like the big the big <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I I didn't mean to just it's we're not doing it. I can't do it today. I Look, okay, let, let's yeah, see, I'm gonna let everybody in on this. I'm gonna let everybody in on on just what's happening with us because we're trying to keep face over here, like we are trying to keep it together, but Right. Yeah, did you have a long week? Because I had a long week. You know, I'm, I had a really long week, <laughs> and, and and we're just it's trying been a to, really long week. Like people don't, maybe they don't get it. It's not like we just live together inside a shoebox and like we're just talking to each other all the time. Uh, can I tell you? Yes, that would right be worse. Now, yeah, that, that that probably would be tougher. <laughs> it's it's right now in LA. It's one o'clock. I had parent teacher conferences running from. Ten, no, no, let me go before. I taught like a mission class at six in the morning. I ran home. I gave. I did Oz his carpool. Ran to the other side. It's like a twenty minute drive. Ran back. Ran into a shul. Ran back over here. Started parent tier conferences for three hours straight on Zoom. I had one of my old students and his mother come to want to talk about something. From there, you called me in the middle of that conversation, saying we're already supposed to be starting. And that's Baruch when TJ showed up and he set up the camera and ready to go. And it's only one o'clock. After this, I have a to say for Torah. I have to film another thing. I have to film the Sivas Yisher. I have to give a share tonight. I mean, it's it's and this is a relative never ending. Yeah. So right. let's just take a minute. Let's just take a minute. Luxury. There you go. Luxury. Luxury. <laughs> I had to be up 3 p.m. four hours before I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I also, okay, I had a similar day, basically. I'm not going to go through, but it, it's it's been a day. It's been it's been a day to end a week, to end a month. I have to drive out right after this, basically, to New York. I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready here. Okay. So. Okay, we, get, we can take a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so everybody should know that we're human. And that everybody's human, and ultimately, and that some days you're just not on. Yeah, some days, some just days you're just not on. And it's so funny because both Yossi and I are not like. Generally, if one of us aren't on, we'll look to the other one and just be like, you know, could you do the heavy lifting today? Go. You're right. Yeah. And like today, we're just looking at each other, saying like, wow. And school is similar to this, and the way that some days you're not in the mood of school, and some days you are. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to segue back into our conversation over here. Um, of school, okay. so there was Yossi philosophizing a good few minutes ago about the concepts of school. How I was trying, uh, how how it's an ever changing. I was trying to build myself up. How how it's an ever changing thing, and so yeah, so Yossi, right. thank you for getting us into that zone. I'm sorry, I completely fumbled no, so, the ball on that. Go so ahead, also, I think I think I think we should have a disclaimer. All right, I, I think we should have a disclaimer here. Um, I know for myself, and I know for Rabbi Ari for sure, when we are going to talk about schools right now. Um, we or parents, we are not talking about any school that we personally went to or that our children go to. Okay, <laughs> very good disclaimer. Please do not take this out on my kids. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about any of the schools that our children go to, and we're not talking about any of the schools that we went to. 
Um, we're also not talking about any of our parent bodies in either school. Um, any of the uh, the parents <laughs> we're not talking about school. any school on planet Earth. <laughs> so this episode does not apply to you if you have children or if you send them to school. That's it. Now that I got that out of the way, um, education is a forever changing thing, and I think. And and by the way, I think this with so many different things. Um, I was talking to I remember you remember Sonny Perlman? Sure. Yeah. So I was talking to Sonny uh, earlier this week, and we were discussing this idea also. Um, Penny Brescher, a close friend of mine, also I, I was discussing this with him. Um, uh, Shmuel Rosenberg, I was discussing this with. I'm, I'm saying these people specifically because they're no, because it's a specific idea within. Uh, they're all therapists, like they're all. So it's a specific idea within that where everyone's looking for the guy who knows what he's talking about, the guy who's the best. I think maybe in the medical field. And that's only because I know nothing about medicine, okay? Maybe in the medical field, that guy exists. Like, that's the times that I've heard this the most. Like, we need the best doctor from the best thing in the best place. He's a New York doctor, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, and they tie that tie in with that label. And then, like, everyone's looking for the best of the best. I, I don't know of any other uh, uh, facet specifically of working with people that that exists in anymore uh, at all. Um, things grow, and and communication is the mo- is what I'm gonna I'm gonna be backing up over here to be the most important thing. But the reason that is is because no one school is the best school or has it figured out. I don't care how long they've been around. Just because the school has been around longer than other schools does not mean it could mean that they fell into bad habits for that amount of time, or it could mean that yeah they're they're on their game and they've just spent that amount of time restructuring, perfecting. Restructuring, perfecting, throwing out the old, going with the new. And once that's a, a thing that happens, um, I heard a, a, a friend of mine who's a teacher, a, a, a general studies teacher, had told me that he was in a school once, that was actually a student of mine, uh, he, he was in a school once and he had just taken the job and he came on as a new principal came on. And the new principal came out and the first thing, this new, is a Jewish school, first thing the new, new principal said what rules do we have that we don't need? What rules do we have that just cause friction between us, the student body and the parent body, and how and 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 let, we're getting rid of those. Like let's just remove those immediately. That's the first things I want to do is just remove the things that we instituted five years ago, ten years ago, and just don't apply anymore. If you still have a school, uh, uh, a rule in your school that kids can't have beepers. You know, I just, you know, and you're going around checking everyone's waistband to make sure they have, they don't have a beeper. You know, it's just, you're, you're outdated, right? No one's obviously going to do that. It's just a waste of, of energy and time and, and frustration and, and conflict because you have to go and, and check and do that. We need to change with the times. You know, when I was, I'll, I'll be straight, I'll be completely open over. When I was in high school, um, uh, you know, marijuana just started becoming a thing that like, uh, in the in the Jewish world, I don't mean that no one was using it before that, but I mean uh, a regular thing, um, as, not as regular as it is today. But and no one in my high school, barely anyone in my high school that was lasting there, that was staying there, was smoking weed, was anything like that was going on. It's guys who drank, guys who this, guy, but none, none of that was going on, and, and not overly anyway. Nowadays, if you tell me that there's a boys' high school that hasn't had an incident with marijuana, you're crazy. You're just you're crazy. You're you're wrong. You're just wrong. And the thing is that we we have to stick with these old ideas. But the game has changed. I, I think Rabbi Berkowitz was saying that if we're still doing kiruv, 
the way we're doing it now, the way we were doing it 10 years ago, we failed. We completely right. failed. The world has has been at such a fast pace of change. We need to change along with that, and we need to be understanding of that, whether it's the school being understanding of parents or parents being understanding of the school. Now, uh, the concept, though, for Judaism to be able to do that is um, kind of hard because we stick to Messiah. We stick to the rules, meaning it to most people this wouldn't sound, but to me it from what you just said would sound contradictory, meaning if a Rebbe will come in and start to give us stories about the Chavetz Chaim and give us stories about the education in Raden and give us stories about the education in Slabatka and give us stories about the education from Morocco, doesn't matter, you know, from back then, from the times of whatever the Arachayim, and say, well, you know, that's how they went about it back then. So then we would question it and say, yeah, but what about now? Meaning that for, for Jewish schools, for from schools in particular, it's a very difficult balance to strike between right. um, sticking out the old because that's who we are um, and then um, sticking with the new of the ever-changing right. world that we live in. And so finding that balance is something that is difficult, but it's also reassuring. It's reassuring because um, I know that if somebody's already thinking along those lines, you know, as long as it's almost like AA, you know, as long as like once you know you have the problem, so then you're already halfway there. Yeah. Um, That's 12 steps. Or that yeah. was G.I. Joe. Yeah, it was one of the two. <laughs> right. Knowing is half the Knowing battle. Knowing is half the battle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I knew it was one of the two things I'm into. <laughs> so um, so uh, that that being the case, Baruch Hashem today, yes, most schools, like you and I, all right, one second. How come Ari and Yasmin Jushan get to talk about schools? So the answer is because We've been around a bit. Uh, we are not only the product of schools, but that I don't think gives anybody the right to talk about it. You're just a product of something. doesn't mean that you can run or do that thing. But I did run a yeshiva in Israel for six years, and then um, I did help run a derech and Arsameach. So did you um, in so many different areas. I'm working in high schools now. You're working in high schools now. And we've gone around, and here's the coolest part. Yassi and I have gone around recruiting in different high schools for very, very many years also. And people right now, any principal listening to this is going to roll his eyes like three times. He's going to do four somersaults with his eyes. If this was a diving contest, his eyeballs would get 10 across the charts from all the judges, from all the flips mm. his eyes are about to do. I'm about, but I'm going to say it either way. We ran Camp Sharim for 13 years and um, okay. we had hundreds of kids going through camp and that was running them in the summer and we had kids from all different schools, all walks of life that would come and associate themselves with the camp and we got to know the Rebbeim as well. We got to know the Rebbeim who worked with us in the summer and so therefore we got to see the just the almost a pop 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 huh? Yeah. Of all the different types of schools, all the different types of kids who come from the schools. Um, we are people who came from yeshiva schools. We both teach in more. Well, I teach in a modern day school. You teach in. Um, I don't know what no, kind no, of school. No, no, no. I I don't know what kind of school it is. You guys. Have I, te- I teach in a non-mainstream high school, but a, a regular yeshiva high school. It's just <laughs> styles, non-mainstream. Do you guys? Do you have like? Do you make Smaller cars? Classes. No, like, do you have like, do you, <laughs> no, no. Do you have welding no, we have, classes? We have, <laughs> not at all. We have no we, we have electives, but we have uh, we have actually an stellar. I, it's a little bit embarrassing that they're a little bit higher level than we are, but a stellar general studies department uh, okay. uh, that, that we give. That's one of my. It's one of my concepts. I would love to bring up over here. Yeah, sorry, we don't have the time. Like I, 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 I'm sorry, we don't. Have the- <laughs> 
we don't have the time for Yossi to go and to plug all the different things he's doing in his school. I I will plug away. I one of the most one of the things I'm most proud of in my entire life is my uh, is my high school, Yeshiva High School of Cleveland. I love it. Um, we we have the most stellar uh, general studies um, diploma at the end. Um, on par with the best schools in Ohio. I uh, I love 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 the school. I really do. Okay. But uh, but we're not we're not mainstream. But uh, that just means smaller classes, individualized attention, smaller school, um, more like fun things and stuff like that. But the education is on par with any mainstream school. Beautiful. As far so as I, I diploma, yeah, and testing and obviously schools. I'm just making jokes. Obviously Barajam, you know, Reb Yossi is doing a fantastic job, and it is a fantastic school. I've been there. I've seen the guys. Uh, it really is beautiful. But my point is, is that yes, we've been around education enough that we do have what to share about. This, this is just what I'm trying to say. And um, I just want to say, I want to start off. I want to start off um, backwards. I want to start off with high school first um, because this is something that Rev Berkowitz um, had said to us in Eretz Yisrael, and it's something that I get to see now that I'm there in school uh, so much more to see how true this statement is. Uh, Rev Berkowitz would, uh, he had said this once in one of the shirim. He explained how there are a lot of guys who have a lot of animosity to high schools for not having taught them something. Meaning, uh, you know, if I had a dime for every single time, somebody's like, why don't, man, why didn't our high school teachers that? You know, when we used to teach in Israel, you know, how come Derech Hashem, how come they never taught us that? Oh, this is how you right. learn Gemara. This is how you go about right. these different things and everything else. And there's always this right. complaint. There's always this taina on different high, like, how come they didn't do it? How, so to, to be honest, like I kind of felt that the same way until Rev Berkowitz gave such a clarity to it. So step one, a kid is supposed to get out of high school. And I guess what we're referring to as our dream school. In my mind, a dream school, a dream high school would be one. And first, I'm starting in the very basics of the meat and potatoes. Right now, I'm not talking about Emuna. Of course, those things are incredibly important. And those things are almost necessary and don't even need to be spoken about. Meaning that, yes, I didn't want this conversation to lead to, to say that in elementary school and high school, that you have to have kids who are leaving there with Emuna. In my mind, that's like saying they have to leave there with their pants on. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's just something so obvious that kids have to leave with. And maybe we'll discuss it, but I but I want to go past. Yeah. I, I want to go to more yeah. the nitty gritty. The job of a high school, in my mind, the dream high school is kids leave with the tools to have the ability to learn. Rev Berkowitz said right. a high school is supposed to give you the ability to have tools. Like Apex Technical School, once you learn something, we throw another tool into your <clears throat> tool case. Right. We just keep on giving you tools to be able to learn. A high school, I consider it a success if kids leave there and what they have are the ability to learn Gemara, the ability to take apart Reshine them at least a little bit when I say reshine them, Arashi, you know, to be able to understand the nuances, the sensitivities that Rashi comes across with, um, to be able to have that. Now, again, everybody's gonna be yelling at you, what about, what about, what about Derek Harris? But yes, yes, yeah, yeah, fine, 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 okay. good. All good. But in my yeah, mind, okay. the drive of a high school is to give kids the tools to be able to learn Torah for the rest of their lives because a kid who can do that. And you and I have had students enough who came from good high schools that the kid may not even believe in so much, but the kid was given the tools when they came to Israel and I had to open up a Ramchal or I had to open up something and learn with them. The kid would be able to truck on ahead, 
understand the words, understand the deviance of different aspects, the sensitivities, understand how he's nuanced and get the outcome quicker than everybody else. The kid has the tools. He didn't have the maturity. But as long as he has the tools, when the maturity finally kicks in, the kid will then be able to have a clarity in what it is that Hashem is all about. And we're going to take a break for a minute to speak to one of my favorite people, Rav Nassan Al-Gans. You know, we're discussing in this episode about, you know, the difficulties of a school. And I hear people complaining all the time. And uh, that person is usually me about, uh, well, tuition where I live. <laughs> it's difficult to complain about tuition, but tuition and this and that in schools. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty big deal. But what if your kid was in a school that your fear is he might become a jihadist? He might become a terrorist. Ramnasan Gans, you know these kids. What's up? Well, yeah, that, that that's a scary, unfortunate reality. When you have a really a Jewish child who grows up with that education, and the truth is that one of their goals when when taking a Jewish child, they know the kid's Jewish. When a kid ends up in an, an Arab village, they know the kid's Jewish. And the dream is to indoctrinate that kid against Jews. Their biggest dream is if a Jew will be a suicide bomber against another Jew. This kid is really looks like Muslim, but of course we know he's a Jew. And, you know, Riyasi, now you were talking to me before, the, the, the difference in reality, you talked about tuition. Of course, people who have kids in schools, sometimes we struggle with tuition, but at least the kid's in the yeshiva, at least the kid's getting a Jewish education. We're so happy, but kids with Certain parents would dream to have the kids have a Jewish education. They would dream to try to pay tuition. When someone's stuck in an Arab village with that kid, who the mother is dreaming to take them out, and that's that's unreal. really the fact. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, Ari, you know, what do you think? Like, is there not? You know, we mentioned this already before, but this really like it hits home for me. Is there a bigger segula brought down than saving? Like. If we get these kids a Jewish education, we get these kids. Is there a bigger shmira we could do for our own children than saving another another Jewish kid? It's amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's just incredible how. You know what? I'm done with talking about uh, gulas. Do it because it's a Jewish child. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, do it because this is the Abish's children that you want them to come out with the purpose. You're putting the purpose that Hashem decided for this kid to be born into the world with. You're the one steering right. him in that direction. Is there anything greater than that? There's nothing greater than that. Saveaworld.org to save your own world by saving somebody else's world. That's what it is. Saveaworld.org. We're being spoon-fed the ability to earn eternity on levels that nobody else... Who in the 18th century could have had the ability with a click of a button to grab the schuyas that are being offered right now? Nobody. Unreal. Reb Nassano, thank you for this incredible opportunity, opportunity. for us. Really? Mom, it's an opportunity. Nothing less yep. than that. Everybody, save a world. Saveaworld.org. Thank you very much, Reb Nassano. Spoon fed the uh, ability to earn eternity. That's a line that I'll never forget. It's true. So I get thank you. Of all that comes in. <laughs> And now back to our podcast. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's get in trouble. Um, I I totally disagree with one aspect. Um, no, he shouldn't be leaving there with Amuna. What I mean by that is is that everything you just said, the specific parts about what Rabbi Berkowitz said, what Rabbi said, is oh, I, I he doesn't need me to agree. I'm just saying, but is 100 percent accurate. They need to leave there with the skills to be able to learn. 
the knowledge and learning, that's what they need to leave there with. They're not leaving a school a Maimon. They're leaving a home a Maimon. They're leaving their parents a Maimon. And, and their Derek Heretz is coming from there too. And so many other things. They go, children are in school, and I, I will say this to all blue in the face and people hate me for it. Kids go to school to learn stuff, to learn skills, to learn information, to learn how to learn information, to learn how to perceive information, to learn how to communicate w- within certain confines of things. They're not going to school to learn Derek Heretz. No, they're not. They're, they're, that's, that's, that's our jobs in our houses, in our homes. That's what we're supposed to be doing over there. We're supposed, if you want your kid to be learning uh, um, uh, Tanya, if you want your kid to be learning Derek Hashem and they're not teaching it in school, then learn it with him. They don't teach enough halacha. I hear that all the time. They don't teach enough halacha. It's because leave high school, they don't know any halacha. So, so to learn with him halacha. Now, that is a gray area. Technically, I do believe that schools should be teaching halacha. See, but Yassi, but schools I think it's do, informant. Yassi, schools teach a truckload of halacha. They do. The kids, a lot of times. Uh, the you kids, know, a lot of times, right. Halacha anything, share, halacha share in a yeshiva. On, in yeshiva. It's on the peripheral. It's not in right. the main It's thing. on the peripheral. That's and 100% so because true. Because it is. It's 100% It's the thing true. before shacharis. It's the thing after shacharis. It's the thing, you know, by night seder. I like to tell people, I like to tell people, and it's an exaggeration, and I don't mean it seriously, but... It's just a concept that I'm trying to bring up before everyone emails me and yells at me about this. I like to tell people, and everyone's going to email me and yell at me about this, the schools and the, and the homes. I like to tell people the school is a glorified babysitting service while you are doing what you need to do during the day. That is what they, if your kid gains something from a babysitter, that's amazing. Yeah, the babysitter that shows up to your house with yes. games and 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 brain activity stuff—that's great. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You see, uh, can I explain what you're saying? Because um, yeah. I, I see you're shooting from the hips. So I just want you to relax for for. for I a said, I said, it's an exaggeration, and I don't mean no, no, it. No, 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 no. But, but, but that needs to be our attitude. Go ahead. Any school that opens up saying, "Okay, guys, we're just going to open up a babysitting service," that's not a school you want to send your kids to. Schools open up Obviously. with a plan for education. <laughs> Schools open up planning to teach the world to your kids, of course. No, but yes, Can I that, just interject here for one that, second? That's what can it, I you can't if, interject to your own interjections. If you are out there listening to this, if you are out there listening to this and you needed that clarity over there, there's a whole different issue right now. Yes, okay. it, it, it's, yes, yes. But the, but the clarity has to be explained, which is that schools open up to teach the masses the most incredible stuff. What does it look like from obviously, day to day? What does it they're look there like? there to teach, obviously there, but that we've used schools for decades as a crutch to give our children the beauty of Frumkite, the beauty of being a Jew, the beauty of... A, 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 of it, that's not what they're there for. Uh, so now let that's me explain this to everybody. That's what we're there for. So let, let me explain this to everybody because what, what, what Yossi's saying is I, I agree with, but I agree with because I know what he's saying I know what he's not saying too, which is that once you do a good enough job at home giving your kids a Muna, your, your kids may have questions. And if a mom and a dad are not equipped to be able to answer, and maybe you don't have to be equipped. That's informative. So 
Go ahead and say, uh, yes, 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 yes. You're just using words. I'm using emotions. So you go ahead and you send your kid to me in school. And I happen to have a running knowledge of different things in Ramchal, different things in Amuna, different things in whatever it may be to be able to give over to the kids. And so what it is that you laid down as a basis, as a fantastic parent, a mimin of a parent, schools will be able to run with it. But if a kid is right. mamish, not a mimin at all, and he's not getting it from home, he's getting the opposite from home. So then, look, you're, you're going to say to me, yeah, but I know a kid who flipped in school. I, no, that's fine. There may be very many kids. But that was almost by accident, meaning that was almost picked right. up because a Rebbe gave a good cheer. And the kid whose neshama is so thirsty for some kind of emuna direction, security. And so the kid went and picked it up from a Rebbe instead of from at home. That's not lechatchila, okay. though. That's not the way right. it's supposed to be. That's bidiyavad. Right. Good for you that it worked out. Baruch Hashem that your kid went and picked up on a nuance that he should have had from at home. He should have had a sensitivity initially from the house to build out right. forward from there. So schools right. are there to give tools. Schools are there to be informative. And if parents would feel that that's what the school is, rather the parent has to do the heavy lifting of so many other things, so then the school will be a much better place for kids. Meaning that being a maimon at home and being a Derek Eretz-esque type person at home is somebody who will then send a good enough product to the school so that in the school we can take them to the next level with information. Right. Meaning I can now fill your mind with Derek Eretz because you know what Derek Eretz is all about. That's you know really right. what, what, what we're trying to go for over here. Right. Right, right, 100%. And and I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to speak about the schools in a second. But I just, I, I just, I can't reiterate that point enough because everyone's always yelling about the, uh, you know, the, the, the school and they, uh, they didn't accept the kid or they did accept the kid. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have thrown a kid out or not thrown a kid out. Believe me, I'm, I'm, I work outside of my high school. I work with all those because my, a lot of them, my, my point is, my point is, is that, where I see on the daily things going right are present, present, attentive parents. That's where things go right. Now, this kid is, is it could be it could be this this Kaylee that you can teach him anything. You can teach him so many things. You can now the other way, you can't just have as as the school goes, you can't just be like, this is what we do, and everyone has to fit into this peg and everyone has to fit into this box that we have and if you don't then you don't it's just education needs to be done on the foot you you look through all your kids my my son's rabbi i'll give him a shout out i don't care rabbi sokol right rabbi sokol is yaimam valila into his students right he keeps on calling me trying to figure out when during the day he's gonna be able to get 15 extra minutes to learn with my son wow to try to just to because by him, every single kid, every single kid has to, not has to be the same, and has to be feeling like they are matzliach in his class. That's all he wants from them. It's such a beaut, but he will go, he will try to figure out every single way to do that. And that's our jobs as educators. That's our jobs as educators. Is that, is not to just pass over information, keep them busy. Our jobs as educators is not to be babysitters. Our jobs from the education end is to say which kid is not feeling matzliach in this school. Ah, 
I, I, it, it, yeah, so now we just moved on. When a kid hates going to school. Hold on, I, I, so, so now I just want to say, um, what Yossi just did is now we flip-flopped from high school more into elementary, although what Yossi said certainly has to do with high school, meaning, of course... I believe it has to do with high school. No, 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 no. of course, of sure. course. No, 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 yeah, yes, of course. But your, but your kid's in an elementary school, meaning that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the elementary schools give the kids a feeling enough that they are successful and that they find a geschmack in learning, I... I I, I can't find a better word than that. Um, just if the elementary schools do that and the high schools just pick up on that and continue with it, then the high schools have a much right. easier job. You know, I I run a ninth grade Sephardic um, uh, uh, shacharit every single day. Um, I, I just took the ninth grade. I asked the head of school, could I just have the ninth grade Sephardim just for a shacharit? I want to teach them how to daven. And, you know, you can see right away the kids who come from a family backgrounds and be from schools where tefillah was fun, where tefillah was exciting. Um, they come in with no angst. They come in with, you know, not too much baggage and they're ready to go. They're ready to Whereas the other kids who may not have come from that or they've seen parents who just talk through tefillah all the time. So then that's something where, you know, obviously it's an upward battle. Sowing these right. seeds in elementary school is the most important key. Yes, I got this beautiful video. I started, I, I started crying. Um, I showed it to my high school guys and they were like, oh, they're brainwashing your kid. I'm like, that's right. Yes, they are. Which is that, and I'll give a shout out, Rabbi Wiener. Um, this is Aaron Wiener, my brother-in-law. This is his father. He's a legend. Oh, wow. Yes, he's a legend of a third grade Rebbe. He's a legend. Um, and basically... All right, I'm just going to stop you right there right before you do it. I just want to say, because I know I'm going to forget to say this. Is there anything more beautiful, like more beautiful than... An elementary school Rebbe that loves being that. That's that right. like that that's his Tafkarachayim. You ever met them? They are such amazing Yidin. They're so The ones that are are like and happy. they're 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 so loving. It just exudes you could tell they, they love so much what they do. There are few more beautiful things that you're gonna see than an elementary school Rebbe who loves what he does. And there are few bigger tzaddikim, in my opinion, out there than these types of rebbeim. They're oh I I just I love that's them. Right. I love them. I'm sorry. That's right. So um so basically um unabashedly he explained to us how all the kids come out of their seats, they gather around his desk, and they just learn like that. Um, there's no order, but there's very much order. He has them all singing. They all know Rashi by heart. They all know Pesukim by heart and everything else. But he sent me a video of Avraham being the Chazan. Now, Avraham, you know, my son, he has difficulties reading. Um, but when he was the Chazan, though, he basically knew Muslim. But he had on a black hat because he was a chazan of the day, so he had on like you know the sorting hat. He had yeah. on the Rebbe's hat. The Rebbe takes off his hat, puts it on each kid. And Avram was like yelling out the tefillah, and all the kids are standing around him. Amen, amen. And they're having such a fun time there. And the concept of in elementary school giving kids the feeling that it's great to be a yid, not shver suzani yid, but it's great to be a yid. Giving the kids this feeling that they are accomplishing on whatever level that they're on. If an elementary school can do that, and by the way, tack on a lot of homework too. I mean, well, homework, to be honest, yes, I don't fully understand what homework's about. I, I, I don't understand. I, 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 I don't understand that. I um, don't get it. Israel, I like maybe, that's a maybe personal, we don't I understand guess, that. That's a personal thing. I, no, maybe we don't okay. because in Israel, I see the kids, you know, Oz was in an Israeli school yeah. in a cheder until fourth grade. 
And um, he was learning a, a, a truck line. He was starting Gemara in fourth grade. The kid never came home with homework. And I asked the Rebbe, yeah. and they said, I don't want the kid to come home to a Rebbe. I want the kid to come home to an Abba. And that was right. such an amazing line that the Rebbe said to me then. Right. Like, you know, right. your kid is not going to make him break know, it. It was the same uh, when Yonatan was struggling, uh, not struggling. Like I was, I was doing his olive phase with him. This is like literally olive phase. He's my oldest, so like olive phase is the most important thing for a kid to learn until he learns chumash. And chumash is the most important thing he has to learn because that's the. Best. And then when he learns gemara, like this is what he's gonna be doing for the rest of his life. Like as your oldest gets older, like the next thing is the most important. So he was doing kriya, whatever it was, and and he was like, uh, I felt in my vast knowledge of teaching kriya, that was. If, complete that, facetiousness that's a joke and, that's facetious <laughs> no, um, complete if there was sarcasm a laugh there. track if, the, if, if, yeah, if we had a <laughs> yeah, laugh that track, would have been a laugh track would yeah, be pressed twice would, if you knew me if you knew me you would be my laugh track right, right. now on that so if uh if it, you know when 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 he came home i was like i was all worried then we had like uh you know meet the rebbe i met the rebbe and i spoke to him i said but he's not doing i'm like what can i do at home because i'm a he said, when he reads it at home, you know, when, when you want to practice with him at home, he reads it at home, he got everything right. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, everything is amazing. He's like, it's my job to tell him when he gets it wrong. He said, your job is to make him think he is the biggest Talmud Chacham in the wow. class. Wow. That you're so blown away by what he said. He said, let him read everything wrong and just say, wow, 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 Tyra, just say that the whole time. I said, but then, but then he's like... I'm going to tell him when he's wrong. That's my job. Your job is to make him feel like he's the greatest Talmud Chacham alive. Wow. And I left there like a little bit confused. And on the way home, I was like, that's genius. The man is a genius. Wow. And he, he was right. He was 100% right. Yes. I'm saying wow because when it came to the twins and I met with the Rebbe in Israel, he mamish told me the same thing. We sat down and the Rebbe said to me over there, he said, um, like I said, what should I do with the reading at home? He said to me, Godem kol. He said to me, before anything else, where, where's your smile? I said, what? He's like, like, do you have a smile or not? I said, I have one. He's like, oh, I'm like, wow. These are the ones I'm talking about. What a I legend. love them. What a legend, no? He said to me, I want you to start laughing that every time he, your son gets it even remotely right, just start laughing and just be proud of him. Meaning that, elementary school now look you know I don't want to talk about elementary school that we went to because like Yossi you said it so nice in the beginning it's a different world it's a different planet we were brought up on a different planet we were brought up in a different place where they were much harder on us in elementary school they were Um, I hope I don't have much animosity left in me although I probably do towards certain Bayam who okay I I don't want to get into it I I don't have a Kayach left to to get upset anymore um but ultimately, for today, I think schools are hiring better Rebam. I think schools are hiring more with Rebam who are, who are very happy uh, to give off to their kids this joy, this feeling of geschmack, this feeling of just, it feels so great. Now, unfortunately, let's face it, along with it comes a lot of reading issues. Um, along with it comes a lot of retention oh, yeah. issues. Along with it comes a lot of other things that your child may have to be taken out of class um, to have a specialist come and to read with them, etc., etc. You know, all of these things could be. And you, yes, you used the word. You came out of the, you came out of the corner swinging originally. You had such a great word that you said, and this is probably the number one thing for both high school and elementary school. 
So again, I want to reiterate, for high school, it's giving them tools, of course, making them feel great. For elementary school, it's geschmack. Everything you learn is so geschmack. But Yossi, right. you started out with the best word, which is communication. Communication. Hey, everybody. So thrilled to be doing another season of Two Cents with my brother Yossi. But I got to tell you, there's so much more going on. You need to download that Meaningful Minute app right away, ASAP. You got to do this schnell. As they say in Yiddish, you got to do this right away because there's bonus content and there's so much more content that both Rabbi Yossi and I put up, but there's so much more. I mean, you got to see Rabbi Majeski. I mean, you got to go out there, see Charlie Harari. There's an entire world in that Meaningful Minute app that's going to bring you closer to the Ebishta. So please, right now, get that app, download it, and really enjoy becoming so much closer to Hashem. So let's, let's communication. Talk, yeah, let's talk about communication. This is I, I I believe I believe that from the school end. I'm going to start with the school end because that's what I do most of my most of my day. Right, most of my my heart and soul is in my yeshiva. That that's where everything else is popularized for me. Everything else is just you know whatever uh, additions that are on the peripherals, as I said. But uh, uh, my school is my main uh, focus. So uh, um, in my by us we have we have four bedrock rules. Four bedrock rules. Um, one of them that's not one of the bedrock rules, but it goes as an as an unstated is something that maybe it's just me personally, but I'm a very big believer in this. There is as far as importance and and significance given in front of the children, I make zero difference, or the boys, I make zero difference between Limude Kaddish and Limude Chal. My English principal, who is not a yid, gets as much respect and as much say in disciplinary issues and things as everyone else. My guys do not feel like they get to mess around with an English teacher or a math teacher more than a Rebbe. Um, I think it's just important for life. I don't think that that's, that that's a mahalachta. We teach them the importance and the superiority, if you want to call it that, of being a, a, a connected to Hashem uh, from the Am HaNivchar in a different way. We don't need to teach it in that way, but that's a side point. There's four things that I have that are the, 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 these are the most important things. No matter what's going on, when we have a meeting, these are the most important things. Number one is communication. When I, 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 I remember hearing um, a, uh, uh, watching uh, like a promo video for a school, and they said, we don't work on just the boys learning. We work on the whole child, not just the education part of the child, work on the whole child. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I, I like it depending on what he means. If I'm playing this kid's father, I'm not playing his Rebbe. Right. I'm not playing his mentor. And I'm not playing. So what does that mean? What does that mean? What that means to me is, though, is that if I feel that he needs a father, I'm going to call his father. I'm not accusing him, not blame. I want to talk to him. I want to get everyone around this kid involved. It takes a village. And you got to communicate with that village. You have to be there to be able to communicate with that village. Now, this is asking a Rebbe a lot. The average Rebbe gets paid nothing. The average Rebbe gets paid a joke. And he has four other jobs. And he has four. For him to sit there finding the time, to sit there calling all these parents. And the average Rebbe, I, I have what, like uh, eight guys in a class? The average Rebbe has 20 whatever kids in his class. It's very hard to be able to pull this off. But communication is imperative. You call the people who are the key players in this kid's life the key players in this kid's life if there is a therapist or a mentor that is involved with this kid and isn't in contact with the rebbe that's a, that's such a waste it's just shame now obviously within boundaries and within uh, all hipaa and everything taken into consideration but but it's a shame 
So number one is communication. Communication is key. There is, should be no one that is, that is connected to my school that isn't communicating. What that means is, is parents, students, uh, uh, elementary school rebellion if the kid's a ninth grader or a tenth grader, and, and, and around and around. Uh, shul rabbi, we have a lot of communication. We're a smaller community. It's a lot easier for me, but we have a lot of communication that way. Um, if we implement something, the follow-up, the follow-up on a plan is so key. Because you could burn a kid out by just throwing plans at him, throwing incentives at him, throwing. You have to have a follow-up. Follow-up is key. Follow-up on all the things that you decide. You have to have defined jobs. And this, for me, is is one of the it's right past communication. This is a, what is everyone's job on a team in a school, and what's and what's the parents' job over there with this kid, right? What is every what like that? Rebbe said to me, your job is to make him feel like he's a Mazatam Chacham. I'm going to tell him when he's wrong. What is everybody's key job? Because if the Rebbe is the Rebbe, he's also the this, and he's also the this, and he's also going to make sure that the, you're going to burn everyone out before anything happens. Um, and the, la- the last point is consistency. Consistency is, is key. You can't switch up things all the time on a kid, even if it's a high schooler. He should have his Rebbe that he's saying, not let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Let's try. Now, if you have to switch a kid around the class, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. But try things within the classroom first. Don't try to get your skeleton crew of kids who are going to listen. Just try to get your, your, your... Now, as far as the parents go, for me, communication on their end, bother the heck out of these teachers all you want. But do not keep them on the phone for two hours. It's not fair. It's not right. If you have a question, if you have a concern, if you have something you want to talk about, the odds are this teacher at Rebbe has great insight into that. Call him. Keep him on the phone for an appropriate amount of time and then and then let it go. He is not your therapist either. So if you want to tell him everything that's going on in your life, I, I, I'm, I appreciate that it has to do with the kid, but it's just inappropriate. It, it depends on the size of the school. It depends on a lot of things. But parents, reach out to these teachers. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Reach out to the teacher. Reach out to the principal. Uh, R- R- let them Rev know you Berkowitz exist. Said, yeah, I mean, Rev Berkowitz said concerning the parents, um, he said that the incredible amount of disproportionate outcomes that he's found with kids who have been neglected versus kids who have been paid more attention to is directly correlated to the parent who called or did not call a Rebbe. The moment a Rebbe knows that there's somebody who is taking a din v'cheshben in what's happening with their kid every single day, the parent calls up the Rebbe and says to them, hey, my kid came home, he's not this or um, he's sad about that or the kids today did this to him automatically that makes the Rebbe feel that he is a lot more held to a responsibility. Now, Rebbeim are great. I'm not saying that they have to feel that, but at the same time, when you have 20 kids in the class and if your kid is the one who's being picked on, because that's the worst, but if you let the Rebbe know that my kid came home with this, your Rebbe will keep a hawkeye on the kid the next right. day or two to make sure. Um, and to be I, honest, I lo- yes, to me, the other thing in communication, Rev Berkowitz, uh, I heard this from Rev Berkowitz, I heard this from a few educators in there as well, which is that, like you said before, they literally get paid a joke. When I say it, like they get paid in a joke, it's like, oh, yeah. like the Rebam are like, that was going to be my last point. Yeah, Rebam were just like, last week you gave me the squeaky chicken, can I at least get invisible ink for this week? Like, at least change up your jokes. Like, they mamas get nothing to get paid in. So when it comes to Hanukkah, when it comes to Perm, when it comes to these times, and I know everybody has hard times, that's not it. 
But even $100, which by the way, it should be, I think, a lot more than that. But even 100 bucks for a Rebbe as just like a thank you, as just like an appreciation, as just saying like, just you're a yid and thank you. You're Rebbe. If that Rebbe gets inspired the next day to turn to your kid and say one of a few things being like, your father has a lot of hakaris hataif, or in the class says, Yonatan, you got that right. That's great. You just, it was a, you just got it on clearance. That was a bargain. Uh, you have no idea. That was idea. such a bargain. You have no idea what that money paid for as an investment. It's something so incredible. Such a bargain. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, can, can, yes. Can you imagine a life of a Rebbe? He has 20 kids in the class. And like the parents get together and each parent gives a hundred bucks. Now I'm not good at math, so I don't know how much money that is. 20 times a hundred. Is, is that like a million dollars? It's close to it. And so I'm saying, but whatever it is, it makes the Rebbe feel like this is a class that I want to, now you may say, right. yeah, but in my job, I don't get it. Okay, relax. Your job is not in Nishamot. I'm sorry. If you're a lawyer, if you're a plumber, your job is, do you do what you do? I'm not downplaying your job, but I am saying that when it comes to your own children, you want to make sure that the Rebbe is the one who feels so appreciated because he's For not sure. getting it. He's not getting it from his school because he's got big bills to pay. He's not getting it from any other place. And if your Rebbe gets that appreciation from you in that communication, so then your kid will feel that appreciation so much more than whatever it is that you gave the Rebbe a thousand percent. Now, yes, we're already at the end of this episode. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to do a number two. Yeah. So we, we didn't really get a chance to start to talk about it, but just, um, as reviewers, we sign off coming from elementary school. Let's give those kids a feeling of geschmack, a feeling of joy, right. a feeling of an attentive Rebbe who shows the kids that we care, we love, and that you, we feel so close to it. And then ultimately in a high school, yes, Emuna, yes, all these different things. Of course, the Chazanish had said that, that the kids should leave having an Emuna, of course, but we want to go a little bit deeper to say that a high school is meant to give your child the tools that are initiated from at home, of Emunah, of Bitachin, of Derech Eretz, of even Torah, initiated from home so that it can be built on by the school. And with that, we'll be looking at very successful, very happy, very Emunah-filled, and very beautiful children that should be coming out of our schools, Bezat Hashem, year after year. Until Mashiach comes, and we're here for Amen. Chazaku Baruch Arayas. Amen. Just to, yeah, just to sign off. Yep. This, you know, a, a, a relationship with a school and a school's relationship with a parent should never be a finger pointing uh, battle of who's ever. It should be a partnership. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a partnership. So when you call your school to ask about something or even complain about something, do it with do it with respect. Do it as a partner. And school, when you call the parents, do it as a partner. You know, your kid's in trouble. Yeah, you're, yeah, the kid's in trouble. What are we going to do about this kid? What, what's the plan here? Not, it's a partnership. And Bezat Hashem, we do a partnership. There's nothing that can stop our kids from just growing Lamaila Lamaila. Amen. Okay. All right. I am Ari Ben Shushan. I am Yasi Ben Shushan. And this has been another Two Cents podcast. Power podcast. <laughs> the hardest Power one to get <laughs> Okay. I, I held on to it this long. That's it. We're uh, out. Yeah. We're yeah. out. Take care, guys. <laughs> Great night. <laughs>